Hey, hey, we're your hosts. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Jonathan. And we believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give to yourself is the gift of wholeness through integrating all aspects of what it means to be human. And in this podcast, we're bringing you insight, information, and inspiration to move from a stressful to stress-free life. Your journey to becoming even healthier and happier starts right now. Welcome to Wellness Theory, the podcast. I will never, ever forget those feelings of dread, that fear, that sense of suffocation, that feeling that the walls are closing in around on you and you're, you're actually gasping for air and that hyperventilation feeling where you're just constantly trying to gasp and nothing's coming in, therefore you panic that little bit more. Like literally that feeling with, with tears streaming down my face, I will never, ever forget it because that's how I was experiencing anxiety on a regular basis. And it is exhausting, it's tiring, and it's super scary. Yeah, for sure. And the, the World Health Organization, um, they've basically got put out statistics on anxiety and 284 million people worldwide uh, experience anxiety every single day. And the same thing is women are twice as likely to experience it compared to men. But we do, we will challenge that statistic as well because basically the number of men who actually acknowledge it and admit it and, are, and like, try to seek help I would say are a lot lower than women based on my experience because I was one of them. I I was experiencing anxiety, but I would never admit it. I would never seek help. I would just go, I'm okay, I'm fine, and just crack on, okay? But at the time I was anxious, and whenever I was worried or felt stressed or anxious, my body would tell me I would get these little nervous twitches that would intensify with um, well, the more anxious I was. And I never kind of connected the two. I always just thought I was agitated and need to release some energy, but I didn't realize at the time I was anxious and all these little ticks and uh, nervous twitches would come on um, and they would get worse and worse until someone actually mentioned them. I didn't even know they were there. That's, they were just kind of common. And then when someone started to mention them, I started to eventually put two and two together and realize, oh yeah, I, I was doing that. It was, I didn't, I didn't connect it to at the time. And that's just like two examples. That's mine and John, how we've experienced anxiety, but there's so many ways that it can manifest itself. And it's different for, for almost everybody, really. It's a very unique experience. But some other common ones are just constant worry, worrying about small things, worrying about the big things. Sometimes it is in the form of obsessive compulsive disorder. Sometimes it's post-traumatic stress. Sometimes it is this kind of mental anxiety where you're constantly overthinking or you're overwhelmed with negativity and negative thoughts kind of spiraling through your mind sometimes it's showing up on a physical level as well and that could look like um, heart pumping like super fast that can be your palms feeling like super sweaty that can literally be um, like just tension around the neck and the jaw and around your shoulders and just holding that within you and the, the thing is like sometimes like john said like you don't put two and two together that's actually what the thing is that's what that's what anxiety is we just kind of almost accept it like it's normal but guys it's not so if you recognize any of those things within you it's important to start thinking about okay how can you address this anxiety because it's not healthy definitely and one of the kind of big physical symptoms i know a lot of people struggle with i did as well which is gut issues um I, again, I definitely did not tie that into anxiety. I, um, I used to experience a lot of um, gut issues um, in the past. And now looking back at it and kind of looking at those times where it was quite severe, it was definitely times where I was anxious and I was really stressed. Um, and one of those times is when I was in Royal Marine recruit training. So I basically worked my ass off to get into 
just the training part of the Royal Marines, which is an elite um, part of the British military. And like in the first nine weeks, you're literally just, you're constantly on the go. You're killing yourself uh, mentally, physically, um, literally week by week, week by week, till we get to a point of uh, week nine, which um, is what they call gym pass out. So literally done all this work, we're getting physically and mentally um, kind of like beasted as they call it. Which or, is John's idea of fun. Yeah, that way. was fun uh, for nine weeks. And then the, the week nine is the one where they say, okay, let's see how fit you are. Are you, are you robust and fit enough to then pass out of the gym and go into the more intense um, stuff down like the assault crawl spot field, um, what they, is what they called it um, back then. So on week nine, I just remember that's when my, I had real, Got problems at that time. I was we were walking in a troop down to the gym, and I could just feel like something wasn't right. I got I was giving me a lot, a lot of problems. And uh, by the time we got to the gym, I was at a point where oh my god, I was like, what is going on? I was like, that's like they literally feel like a washing machine going around. It's like, why, why is this happening? So like, why, why is this? Did I eat something bad? And that's all I could put it back to is maybe I've eaten something that didn't that disagreed with me. Had you? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I eat the same thing every day that I've been eating. You don't have, uh, there's not much choice. So, um, and I got the, it, it, now looking back, it was related, obviously it was, I was anxious because physically I knew my, my palms were sweaty, my heartbeat was racing. I was like, my body was tense. And obviously I got to just giving me a lot of problems and I didn't really attribute it to, I didn't think I was anxious at the time. Um, and that's, looking back at it now i can connect the two kind of hand in hand together definitely and that's not what you want when you're about to go and almost like be assessed on like yeah. physical get, mental levels yeah. like partially get beasted. Beasted. <laughs> i can imagine dude so yeah guys with, with that we need to start to figure out where is this anxiety kind of stemming from where is it coming from like why are we experiencing this right whether it's in your own unique way or if you can relate to what we've experienced it's coming from somewhere and more often than not it's coming because our brain is giving a signal to the rest of our system to say that there is some kind of danger some kind of threat or there's something wrong or something bad is about to happen but we have to remember that it's, it's our mind that is perceiving the external world around us it's sensing what's going on around us which is then feeding back to the brain saying yes signal this danger response or not okay so it's our perception of the situation around us that's actually triggering this anxiety in a given moment and that is what exactly what happened to me when i was standing in that gym or before getting into that gym in week nine of training in the world marines um and and I was literally, I just remember standing there before you can go entering the gym and just thinking, okay, this is like, if I don't pass, I'm going to be put back like a week. Or I'm going to look like a failure in front of my peers, in front of my troop. Um, and all these things are running through my head, creating that worst case scenario or that end result before I'd even, ha- I'm not even put my foot into the gym yet. I was like standing outside and I'd already kind of, I'd set my body up into a completely anxious um, experience of thinking the worst before I'd even done anything. And the funny thing is, after it, basically, it was all fine. Everything went well, and I, it was like, thinking about, okay, I didn't need to worry about it. I didn't need to think that way. Um, and that perception, it created that anxious moment for me, which, in turn, created my tension and my gut issues. And it didn't even need to happen at all. <laughs> all because of this was um, going off on its own. It's all those like worst case scenarios that are kind of going on all at once, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And when we are kind of in those experiences, 
like we've, we've got to start to recognize it for ourselves like and how it's showing up for us and why this is happening so for me it was whenever i express myself right if ever i needed to speak up or communicate something i would have a meltdown basically i would like feel all those things i said at the start that dread that fear that being unsure of how it's going to be received almost thinking and feeling there was going to be like a, a real severe consequence of what i had to express and part of that was due to thinking part of that was due to past experiences and past traumas so either way that's the feedback and the perceptions that i was given to my own system yeah right? definitely um so with actually in regards to this let's talk about what to actually do while you're in that mm-hmm. situation so we kind of talked a lot about our experiences in those situations and we have experienced in the past definitely and i'm sure a lot of you can relate and the question is like what can we do while we're in that situation so what we're going to share with you is just a kind of a go-to tool that you can use when you are experiencing anxiety okay just yeah yeah. just just before we kind of share that like it's really important to understand that when we are almost in that perception when we're in that situation we are being consumed by it so it's almost like we get wrapped up into the situation that's the time to use this tool we're going to give you some some more tools later Uh, but here it is important to understand that this is what you do when you're feeling wrapped up in the moment and you're almost like in the middle of that dread that fear the tears streaming down your face or the heart palpitations um or your stomach is going like doing somersaults that's the kind of thing is like the when to do this tool definitely and step number one is to hold your hand over your nose and mouth as Charlotte's going to demonstrate (laughs) and all you're going to do from here is you're going to breathe breathe in through the nose and concentrate on exhaling slowly all the way out through the nose okay so the goal here is to slow down your breathing pace okay so that's by doing this you can focus on obviously the breath that's hitting your hand which can take the focus away from what's going on in your head Okay, and you can focus on slowing that breathing right down. And this also helps to balance the oxygen and carbon dioxide in your body, putting your system into more balance and to a rest and recovery state. Okay, so remember, hand over the mouth, breathe in through the nose, all the way out through the nose, and slow the breathing down. And just keep doing this until you start to feel more calm and relaxed. Um, just a quick note on that as well it's okay if you want to breathe out through your mouth if that feels more natural for you that's okay but so long as that exhale is out as much as you possibly can so in through the nose out through the nose or mouth as much as you possibly can that is going to really help you kind of calm down and having your hand over really does make all the difference uh, when somebody first told me that i was like what like how why try it <laughs> that's yes. my only advice you give it a try um we can tell you from my own experience from client experiences it works in that moment okay um so but then the second thing to do is once you're kind of getting a bit of a grip on like your breath and you bring yourself back to the moment it's about coming to your senses okay it's about now starting to feel the ground beneath your feet and notice that the touch of your clothes on your skin start to even notice the sounds around you uh, start to focus your eyes on something specific so that you can start to just really almost calm down these ideas that are going on so that you realize that you are safe and that might be that you focus on a spot on the wall or it might be that you look at somebody that, that you care about that you feel safe with it might be that you close your eyes and picture your happy place like whatever that is that needs to become your go-to tool because that's going to help you to become resourceful again it's going to help you become grounded again it's going to help you to be able to function again in that moment definitely and this tip is all well and good okay but when you're in that situation, it'll definitely help you when you are in the midst of it. 
but you know us, we are all about <laughs> prevention rather than cure and creating lasting change, okay? And that only happens when you consciously decide that you don't want to feel this way anymore. That's very, very important. You have to actually decide you don't want to feel this way. Oh, yes. And that's the first step it's to taking. So you need to understand where it comes from before it had the opportunity to strike. Yeah, so guys, often, more often than not, we obviously learn our anxious patterns as we grow up through childhood or from witnessing the people around us. So the people that raised us, whether that be our parents, whether that be our school teachers, our brothers or our sisters, it really doesn't really matter where it came from. The point is here is that we need to understand that your anxiety has been triggered by something within you, okay? It is definitely about perception in the moment, but the, the, where it's coming from are those kind of past um, experiences, okay? And our triggers in day-to-day are what then almost like sets it off, okay? So this could be something like losing a job. It could be the death of a loved one. It could be um, a relative that's in crisis. It could be um, any kind of day-to-day activity that, that really, really triggers those past patterns within you, Um but ultimately, like we said, in the moment, it's coming back to perception. Take somebody, for example, that loses their job. Somebody that loses their job, they might be thinking, and I've seen this, two, two very close friends of mine that I used to work with, like, what, they were both let go, okay, with all the corona situation that's going on in the world at the moment. And one of them saw this as, well, this was the nudge that I needed. This was the opportunity that I needed to actually go ahead and actually do something that I'm passionate about or follow my dreams. Um, and the other one was or literally basically just almost went inside himself and, and just allowed himself to get depressed, to get, get scared about it, to get, to get stressed about it, to, to become anxious about everything. And that comes back down to perception. And okay, sometimes there are some skill gaps that need to be filled there to make sure that perception can shift. But the point is, is the exact same situation situation and very different experiences definitely it's it's how we identify with the situation um, or ourselves will determine the leveling of anxiety that we face it's very important to realize that so becoming conscious and proactive um, in how we think about our life is essential to change and how we feel again this means that we must not wait for anxiety to be able to deal with it, yeah. okay? It's, it's, we must use our, our initiative to prevent it in the first place. So think about you brushing your teeth, okay? You, you brush your teeth every day. We don't wait for a toothache before you actually start looking after your teeth, do you? Okay, you brush it every day to prevent pain or tooth or a problem arising in the first place, don't you? It's the same with anxiety. We don't wait for it to show up. We don't wait to experience it. We put the tools and the steps in place to prevent it so we never have to experience it. And this, that's, that's what I did, right? I, I kind of took the wrong path. I was like, okay, I feel anxious, but then I feel better. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm good again now. <laughs> and I kind of carry on with, with life until it happened again. And then I'd be like, oh no, it happened again. And then I'd feel sad about it for a while. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm feeling okay again now. And I'd go on again. And the thing is with that, all I'm doing is reinforcing that pattern, which makes it worse and worse and worse over time. So like John said, we've got to be proactive. So here's like a a real good tip what you can do to be proactive so that you are not waiting for anxiety to strike, okay? So the first thing you need to do here is to ask yourself if you wasn't going to feel anxious in this situation. So for me, the example I gave is when I express myself. So 
I needed to ask myself, well, if I wasn't feeling anxious, what would I be feeling instead? Because I needed to teach myself that there's a different feeling available to me. There's a different way of reacting in that situation available to me other than this anxious state. So ask yourself what feeling would exist if anxiety wasn't there. Because then when you go into that situation, you can actually then start to have an alternative, right? But the thing is, I don't only want you to do that, I want you to think of what's the alternative state or the alternative feeling that you want to be experiencing in the situation that, that triggers you. And then I want you to give yourself three reasons why it's possible and how it's possible. So for me, for example, in the, um, in the sense of expressing myself, if I want to express myself, I would say, okay, well, I want to be calm, I want to be collected, and I want to be confident instead of anxious. Okay, so for me, I had to almost like say to myself, okay, why are three reasons why I know that's possible? How do I know I can be calm and collected and confident? How do I know I can do that? So I tell myself, well, I've done it before and I had done it before. But if I breathe and just trust myself, I'll be able to get what I want. And also that not everybody's always going to react in the way that maybe I think that they're going to. Right. And now those three things gave me enough reassurance and created a new generalization in my own mind so that when I was in that situation, I was able to find another way. And that's the key here is to find another way of looking at your situation, at your trigger almost, and then making sure that you're choosing a more resourceful way, a way which actually serves you instead. Definitely. And we've got a little um, bonus blind spot for you as well, which is to watch your language. Yes. <laughs> okay. So notice if you catch yourself thinking that I, I'm an anxious person. Okay. Or you say things like my anxiety is playing up today. It's a, this is a sign that you are, you are identifying with that state okay, as part of who you are. And you don't have anxiety. You're experiencing it. Okay, It's not you. You are not anxious. You do not have anxiety. You are experiencing anxiety. And this must shift for you to let go of anxiety for good. That perception and that, that language you use, that, oh, I'm anxious today or I've got anxiety. No, yeah. I'm experiencing it. We don't say that with any other emotion. <clears throat> no. Right? We don't say, I have happy. Yeah, I have I, love. I have happiness right have now. Love. No, no. I am happy. <laughs> I am feeling happy. I'm experiencing happiness right now. Right? You said love. Like, yeah. I am loved. Yeah. Okay? Like, I'm experiencing love right now. But the thing is, all emotions, and we must remember this, are fleeting. All of our states are fleeting. We're never crazy happy all day every day we're never crazy sad all day every day we always fluctuate okay and anxiety is the same and and for, for sure our clients listening to this will will recognize that bonus tip there because i will always call somebody up on that the minute you start to identify as an anxious person or my anxiety took over me the minute you start to do that and, and almost like relate to yourself in that way that's then yours how hard is it to take something away from you when you think that it's yours right it's like this like t-shirt i would say to john like i do have a habit of wearing a t-shirt to be fair <laughs> yep. but like i'll say like no this is my t-shirt and he's like no it's mine like give me my t-shirt back do you see what i mean like because it belongs to him it's more important to him to make sure he, can't, he doesn't let it go and when we have that frame of reference in our language it makes things 10 times harder to try and get rid of it you're creating more friction with your own problem so you need to start to dissociate with it and be like actually no this isn't my anxiety. I'm not an anxious person. I'm just experiencing these states and I have the power to actually change them too. Okay, guys. So now the thing is for a lot of people listening or watching this, you're going to 
realize that okay yeah that's all that needs to shift for me and i'm going to practice these things and it's going to work wonderfully for you okay and i promise you that for like 95 percent of you that is what will happen there might be one or two of you that actually still feel high intense anxiety after trying those things okay and please i'm going to highlight after trying those things not listening to us talk about them after actually going and trying them if you are still feeling like you've got that that intense anxiety coming on then it is so so important that you reach out to somebody that is qualified to help you whether that be coaches like us whether that be a counselor whether that be um somebody that, that you trust that's got experience in this you need to do the inner work because like i said earlier sometimes these these patterns from the past sometimes can be quite traumatic okay or they can be quite intense and won't even have any memory of them but we need to actually get to the root cause of what is going on so we can wipe it out completely and this is where kind of these extremes show up right we, we get these like meltdown moments but it's not always just because of the perception sometimes it is because we have some unresolved negative emotions and this is when we have basically these these pent-up feelings from the past that we haven't let go of yet and then all of a sudden it comes out in one hit right imagine um like a glass imagine you've got a glass of water in front of you and the the water is, is full to the brims full to full to the glass top and basically what's happening here is this water let's just say these are your emotions the second we then are in a situation where something triggers us we overflow it's like too much water too much emotion can't feel in the glass anymore so therefore it overflows and that's what happens with anxiety too okay we need to start to empty that cup we need to empty the glass we need to let go of some of the old past emotions that's filled up your glass for so long so that we can let it go and create space even more because the next time you're in a stressful situation you'll only feel a little bit of emotion that's in the bottom of the glass if it's the water rather than it adding to all of the past stuff as well does that make sense that does make sense and the funny well the thing is here is when we see a lot of people that experience anxiety especially for a prolonged period of time <clears throat> they the advice they kind of get is usually medication it's kind of the first step they go for is medication without upgrading their mind their nutrition their sleep their exercise which obviously are all these like natural solutions for anxiety now medication obviously taking medication masks obviously the symptoms but the root cause of the issue is still there and we aren't saying don't take medication because obviously in some cases it might be needed and we are not anti-medication it's just what we are is try medication first before you try what your body is naturally good at doing which <laughs> yeah you want to flip that and make sure you're trying the natural solutions first then trying the the medication side of it if possible now uh, with prolonged periods of anxiety it can be that there's a chemical imbalance yeah. um that's been created inside of your, your brain basically or inside of your system and when that happens sometimes we do need to medicate to, mm. to bring your kind of um like system back into balance your hormones and chemicals but the thing is sometimes again more often than not when you start to you know fix up the things yeah. that john just said there about like nutrition sleep thoughts uh, movement and you include all of those things your body will find its own balance back again from the chemical mix or hormonal balance that it needs so start there first and then medicate if it is needed obviously always seek um support and expert advice on that see a specialist if you need to but please bear in mind that your body is the best chemist you're ever going to have definitely 
it's got all the tools it needs to give you exactly what you want. Yeah. Okay, and that's why I say try changing your, get, improving your sleeping habits, and try eating more nutritious, wholesome foods, try move more, okay? Walk, run, swim, exercise, do more. Obviously focus on breathing, meditation, yoga, whatever it is, try these things first. If you're still not, obviously, if you're still experiencing those high levels of anxiety, then go and seek help. Okay, go to see a specialist, go and see your doctor, um, reach out to a coach, if there is like a little bit more, but try these things first, because these are the kind of the quick, easy wins. and. They, you'll know if they um, if they work because yeah. as soon as you start putting them into practice, you'll start to feel that sense of calm and relaxation. Yeah. And if you're not, then yeah, you can take the next step. Definitely, but guys, try the natural way first. Is all, all we're suggesting. Yes. Okay, this is not advice. This is just our suggestion based on our own experience and the experience of our clients too. Our clients that come to us, we've worked with so many people that feel like they're they're really suffering. From anxiety yeah. they, they do identify with it sometimes sometimes they are high-powered people in in executive positions that are actually really finding that anxiety is running their day and running the way that they think and it's affecting their work sometimes we work with students who are suffering with anxiety and really can't seem to, to move past it and it's affecting the way they're identifying with themselves they feel lost and don't know where to go so it will show up again in very different ways the way in way the way in which we help people with our coaching so we take people on this journey of four phases you might have heard us talk about this before this is our four phase human blueprint and this is where we basically spend some time in the first phase discovering what is going on here like i said earlier it's like we need to discover what what's going on from a personal history standpoint what are these past patterns that that might be showing up but it's not a case of revisiting those patterns and you need to suffer and experience your trauma again it's nothing like that it's very much a case of we just we just look for these these patterns and we discuss them and we, we start to realize where things come from because then when we have that awareness and we make the, the unconscious conscious, we're able to actually then change it. And that's a very, 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 very powerful place to be. So our discovery point is understanding what's your current reality, what brought you to this current reality, and then how do we move forwards? And we move forwards by going into the next phase, phase two, which is what we call reset phase. And that's where we then get to discharge all of that anxiety. We discharge all of that unresolved negative emotion. We discharge any thinking. We reset and realign almost in the third phase. Then we realign um, the way that you think, the way you're perceiving the world around you so that it is a way in which actually serves you so that actually you can stop focusing on the things like anxiety and start focusing on the love and the joy and all of the other things you want from your life right and then obviously in the fourth phase there we go into like future proofing to make sure you've got all these tools so you never have to experience these states again the last time i had an anxiety attack like i just described to you, to you was years ago and this was something that was so so frequent for me and all i did was what I just explained to you is what we teach in the four phase human blueprint. And that is something that we know works, not just from us, but from our clients as well. So if you need some support or help from that, then reach out to us, we're here to help. Yeah. So you um, already guys, you've got your kind of tool to go to tool to use if you're in the middle yes. of a anxious moment. You're like, you're smack dab in the middle, you're consumed by it. You've got that tool to go to. You've also got the steps there that we just shared with you to help you start kind of uncovering and realizing, um, changing kind of your perception around um, anxiety and starting to prevent it in the first place. Yeah. Okay, and again, if you try these and you're still feeling um, 
um, anxiety, anxious moment, those anxious moments come on or you feel you need a bit more help, yeah, like Charlotte said, reach out to us. We're more than happy to jump on a call and see how we can kind of dig deeper and help you out or kind of where to guide you in which direction. Yeah. No problem at all. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Okay, so all we want to say is now is thank you very much for listening. We hope you've taken a lot away from um, what we've spoken about and you're going to use it, take yes. action on it. That's the key, guys. Use, use it. it. <laughs> use, uh, use, use exactly. It. And if you have any questions, you always know we're always here for you. So reach out to us at any time and we'll be more than happy to assist you in any way that we can. Yeah, guys, we love you, we appreciate you, and we'll see you again very soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Then share it with a friend who you think might benefit. Spread the word. That's how we're going to impact the world by helping each other. We appreciate you so much, and as always, unconditional love and wellness to you.